0: booyah and it's time for the game sports show this is the top shelf edition season two episode 13 it is your host david mckagg jr the game sports show powered by the game entertainment and media you can check out the TGM network YouTube channel today for all your video podcast needs from sports, mental health, and agriculture. Again, the TGM network YouTube channel, make sure to, to subscribe today. The game sports show. You can check out the gamesportshow.com or search where you get your podcasts for all the latest uploads of the game sports show. It will be just yours. Truly David McKaig for the entirety of the episode today. And now getting to the agenda, we're going to be talking Stanley cup finals, Colorado avalanche. Tampa Bay lightning. It is June the 14th on this recording. The Stanley cup finals do get underway tomorrow. That is Wednesday, June the 15th. There'll be Tampa Bay going to Colorado to play in Colorado in game one of the Stanley cup finals. So we're going to get into that. I'm going to talk about who has the advantages, who I think is going to win Talk about a little bit of the previous round, the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference final and how we got to the Stanley Cup finals. But mostly going to be talking about both the avalanche and the lightning and the very highly anticipated and probably highly predicted Stanley Cup finals. Let's get real. I'm sure a lot of people had Florida, Colorado, or maybe even Toronto, Colorado. I'm sure a lot of people had Tampa Bay, Colorado. So we're going to be diving into the Stanley Cup finals. We'll also get into some other NHL news and notes and also getting toward the end of the show when I get to the wrap-up portion I'll have a little bit of a teaser from a TGM local perspective and I will just leave it at that now let's get into the Stanley Cup finals okay and I'm sitting here thinking about which way and direction that I want to go first and I'm going to go the direction first about how the two teams got there okay the Tampa Bay Lightning came back down 2-0 to the New York Rangers to win four straight to get to the Stanley Cup Finals. Okay, now, when you go down 2-0 in Eastern Conference Final Series, good teams find ways to win and battle back. The Rangers just looked like they had the momentum, but as soon as they went to Tampa Bay, Vasilevsky entered Vasilevsky super mode, which is actually always what he plays, but he found another level to that, and he helped Tampa Bay secure game three, game four. And then obviously the offense was clicking the defensive side of the game for Tampa Bay was really impressive containing the attack and the fourth check of the New York Rangers to battle back and win that series for two. And that's how they get the Stanley cup finals. Okay. The Colorado avalanche, they played the Edmonton Oilers. Edmonton didn't put up as much as a fight as perhaps St. Louis did, or even how they did against the Col- against the Calgary Flames. Sorry. And, Again, people are saying, well, it shouldn't have been maybe Edmonton against Colorado. Bullshit. Edmonton deserved to be there. Okay. Defensively, there was a little bit of holes. Offensively, they were great. McDavid was in God mode. Mike Smith, mm, there was the hole. Okay. That's why Edmonton didn't make it more of a tougher series for the Colorado Avalanche. But the Edmonton Oilers were in tough for that entirety of that series. Okay, as much as all the Canadians that were cheering for hockey wanted McDavid to get to that next level again or uh, to, to get to the Stanley Cup finals, I mean, and to, uh, to maybe have a chance to hoist the Stanley Cup for Canada, we all knew that they were in tough against a very good Colorado Avalanche team. Offensively, Colorado's got gifts. Defensively, they're very impressive. Okay, Makar, Byron, Manson, okay, Daves, they got, they got the list going on in Colorado. And obviously, in that, they've been consistent. They're not flashy by any means. Camper or Frank It's not a Vasilevsky by any means. However, Colorado is a very, very good team, and they deserve to be there. So Colorado gets to the Stanley Cup Finals after sweeping the Edmonton Oilers. Tampa Bay gets there after winning in six against the New York Rangers. So now we're here at the Stanley Cup Finals. And the Tampa Bay Lightning, they are a team right now where nobody wants to win because they've won back-to-back Cups. I got a good friend of mine. His name is Josh, who's a very big Tampa Bay Lightning fan. And obviously he has seen success in Tampa Bay in the mid-thousands, right? Now he's seen it here. And Tampa Bay's won the cup in the in the bubble, the the COVID year last year as well. And they have something more to prove that saying that none of that that, that wasn't a joke that they won the last couple of years. This year was that quote unquote real or quote normal, quote back to normal year, whatever way you want to put it. And Tampa Bay had something to prove going into this year. I think even though they've won two cups, they wanted to prove that the last two years weren't a joke. And you want to keep winning. Okay, and Tampa Bay is showing, despite this year, where I thought maybe they had a little bit of leakage or that maybe they were exposed a little bit. They lost that third line. And then the trade deadline, they bring in Nick Paul, Breeze pulling off some Iserman type moves. And then the playoffs, they get past Toronto in seven games. They coast through Florida. They don't coast through the Rangers, but after the first two games, they did pretty well. And now they're here against Colorado. And Tampa Bay, okay, is now going up in the Stanley Cup finals with a chance to three Pete, something we haven't seen in a long time since the 80s. Okay, since the 80s. I wasn't born in the 80s. Okay, I was born in 1991. Okay, so I didn't see any of that. I've seen back to back cups, obviously. The Tampa Bay is exhibit A, but there's been other teams. And we've seen teams that have been a dynasty in the 10s. You could talk about Chicago. You could talk about L.A. They were not a dynasty. I would say Chicago was more. Uh, you could say there were successful, a lot of teams. Uh, but Tampa Bay, it's, I feel like, it's just a notch above those teams. All around, and I feel like the team that Tampa Bay is now, they weren't the same team that they are now that they were when they played Chicago in the cup finals about six, seven years ago or so, whatever it may have been. Okay. They've been through, through some growing Stamkos in particular. All right. It was a different team. Then they built and built and built and built. And they got to this point where now they're going for the third straight Stanley cup. Colorado hasn't won a cup since 2001. It's been 20 years. Plus since they've won a cup, the last time that they won the cup, Joe Sackett gave the Stanley cup to Ray Bork, probably, One of my favorite hockey moments in history. I remember being 10 years old, sitting on my couch in my first home in Sault Ste. Marie, sitting with my parents, watching that game and seeing the celebration that was going on in Colorado. And I remember being young, saying, that Ray Bork's going to get that cup first. And Joe Sack when he got that cup, he wasn't thinking anything else but getting that cup to Ray Bork. And now Colorado gets back to the Stanley Cup finals. They've had some devastating years. You know, they had, well, I guess you can say they were a last place team. Let's say it, they sucked. Over a handful of years ago or so, they were not a team that anybody really desired to play on. But McKinnon goes there, Right. You, you bring in Bowen Byram in the draft. You draft Kale McCarr. You draft very successfully. And you surround the players with some good talent. And look what you got. Gabriel Landis the leader of that team. You bring in Nazem Kadri in a trade that I'm sure Kyle Dubas is kicking himself over. I'm sure that maybe at the time it didn't seem that way. But Kadri's been a pleasant surprise for Colorado. Everyone's been a really good fit with the Colorado Avalanche. Even... Uh, um, even bringing in Darcy Kemper, right? Bringing him in at goal time. brings you stability in the crease, but obviously in the previous round, Frank, who's is the one that got them over the, the ledge to, get to Stanley cup finals, but it'll be interesting to see how the Stanley cup finals go. So I wanted to talk a little bit about both Tampa and Colorado to a certain extent and kind of go all over the map with it. All right. And the reason why I do that is because now I'm going to mesh it all together, Colorado and goal Tampa Bay and goal. And here I'm going to get to my, Uh, Comparisons. I do this every round. I've done it with every team. My playoff bracket was in the shitter the first round. My second round was pretty good. And my third round, well, I got all the teams right. (laughs) I'll say that I didn't get the games right necessarily. I predicted uh, Colorado uh, to win in five, they won in four. Pretty close. Uh, And I know I picked uh, Tampa Bay. If I remember correctly, it was four or five. I can't remember top of my head. I'm not going to lie to you, but I believe it was uh, five as as, uh, as well there. Uh, So there you go. A little bit longer in the New York Rangers series. I guess I was close. But I guess I got both series right, so I can be a little conceited about that. It's obvious who's going to win that series between Tampa and New York, just the the experience there. New York is not better than Toronto, and I don't think New York is better than Florida. But New York, Igor Shosturkin did fantastic, was able to get them those two wins. But Tampa Bay woke up and got into their rhythm. All right. The Colorado Avalanche, okay, the very impressive win over the Edmonton Oilers. And I think a big thing with Colorado is that uh, going into this series is Tampa. It's not, it's not the Edmonton or it's a different team. This is a team, the most prepared series that Colorado has had going into the series is the St. Louis series. We all know what happened when they did the Nashville it was a cakewalk. They went into St. Louis had a little difficulty, a little face adversity as well. Now Kadri can attest to that someone that they might be without for the first game or two, or who knows, and then in the third series, you go against Edmonton and it's a little bit of walk, right? Basically, you can't do any better than what they did in the previous series. So two out of three series have been quite straightforward for the Colorado Avalanche. Tampa Bay had to go through seven. They went through four. Then they were down 2-0 and had to battle back and work together as a group. I like Tampa Bay's trail. But let's get to the comparisons. As I was mentioning before, I go two off topic. Tampa Bay Lightning, Colorado Avalanche and goal. Tampa Bay, by far, it's not even close. No offense, Frank, Goos or Kemper who goes in that they can get the job done. Heck, that's they're here for a reason. Team effort. They've they've had consistency in that for whoever is in that. Okay. Vasilevsky, though, you can look at Steve Dangles recent TikTok when he was he had a funny TikTok where he's saying uh, when a team were, runs into a monster. And I can't quote the entire TikTok, but you can check it out if you want to take the time. He also uploaded on his Instagram uh, that he looked in the looked to his right and there was Vasilevsky staring at him, right? And Vasilevsky right now is the best goaltender in the National Hockey League. Sorry, Igor Shosturkin. I'm sure Shosturkin would have something to say about that, uh, saying that he might think he is. But last I checked, Igor did say Vasilevsky is the best goalie in the world, so he may agree with me. I want to say Carey Price still, but Obviously, given this year, it may have changed. The reins and the title and the crown, whatever way you want to put it, has changed. is the best goalie in the world, and he can steal a game for you. Toronto exposed him in their series. New York found ways to expose him. But the edge and goal, Tampa Bay by a good chunk. All right, that's that's the biggest asterisk to put in this series. Defensively, I can't choose. I can't choose. I don't know who's better defensively. I'm going to say even. That's the first time I've ever said this on the show. I can't say who's better, who's not better. They're two different d type cores. If you look at the way Makar plays, they don't have a Kale McCarr, but I don't think Colorado has a Victor Hedman either. So they're very even. So there's no advantage there. Offensively, now this is where it gets tricky. If you're comparing when both teams are healthy, I do give the edge to Tampa Bay. For real, I do. With a healthy Braden Point. If Kucherov, Stammer, those guys are buzzing Palat. The, the Kaloran; those guys are just buzzing. I do give them the edge, but look at the other side. With a healthy Kadri, got McKinnon, who who is going to be the best player on that ice next to Vasilevsky, Landis, Cog. Okay, the, you have some good young talent. hook. you got you got some exciting players on Colorado. But the edge offensively is Tampa Bay. It is. So. By me saying Tampa Bay has two out of the three categories and Colorado doesn't even have one, you're probably thinking, all right, he's going to choose the Tampa Bay Lightning. Well, that will lead me to my prediction. I do not think Tampa Bay is going to win in three-peat. I don't. I will sit here and believe that Colorado will dethrone and will win their first cup since 2001. And you'll see Nathan McKinnon, Gabriel Lanniscock, lift that Stanley cup. That is my prediction. Seven games. I mentioned that on the 1400 AM edition that you can check out on the gamesportshow.com or where you get your podcasts. As I went into a lot in my segment, you could check out the 23 minute Mark in that segment where I went into a rant about some local stuff, but also got into some baseball, but mainly speaking, since we are talking hockey on the show, I went into explaining the advantages and like, not as much details I'm providing to you now, obviously, but, I did say that Colorado will win in seven. That is my prediction. However, I want it to be known that if somebody told me, David, you have to bet your house on it. You have to bet your truck or you got to bet whatever you got to bet. I would probably pick Tampa. I would probably pick Tampa. I do think Tampa Bay is truly not a better team, a better playoff team. And there is a difference. Colorado hasn't faced adversity. They haven't, they, this, this playoff hasn't been really a challenge for them except St. Louis. And I was surprised St. Louis put up the fight that they did. The, the, the Tampa Bay lightning are more prime for the series, but that, that can also mean that they're more tired, but they've had good rests in between series. that Florida sweep helped them a lot. Getting back into momentum against the Rangers helped them a lot. And having this extra couple of days, sealing it in game six is all they needed. Cause now they're coming in with high riding an absolute high. Colorado had a long wait. They might be a little bit rusted that first game. They will split in, in Colorado, and they will split in Tampa Bay. I won't predict the rest of the games. It'll be 2-2 going back to Colorado in game five. As I said, my prediction is the Colorado Avalanche in seven games winning at home. But for some reason, something in my heart tells me that Tampa Bay is going to 3 Now, why do I say that? Yes, the comparisons that I mentioned a few moments ago, also saying the playoff team quote that I said a few moments ago, but it is just that feeling that I can't shake. So my prediction is based on who I want to win and who I do think is going to win. Truly, I do. I do want to say I, I think they're going to win, but something in my mind, and that's what I'm telling you. It's different. It's different than just sitting here uh, saying that I think this team's going to win. No, something is something just telling me inside that Tampa Bay is going to this, win this series. But I'm not going to put that out there. I'm going to say Colorado is going to win and the Kings are going to be dethroned. Not the Los Angeles Kings, the Tampa Bay Lightning. They will be dethroned. But again, I'll say I, I have a bad feeling. Bad feeling. As you can see, I'm sitting here right now talking about the Stanley Cup Finals, this Top Shelf Season 2, Episode 13. David McCaig solo on this Top Self Edition. We have the Stanley Cup Finals that are very exciting. So This is going to be fast. It's going to be furious. It's going to be tough. And that's where the Colorado Avalanche are going to have to show that they can handle it. I don't think they've been pushed around as much as Tampa Bay is going to. Now, let's get into some news about this about the Stanley Cup Finals. Braden Point, as per the Toronto Sun, just a couple hours ago, breaking news, that Braden Point aims to make playoff return for game one of the Stanley Cup Finals. Braden Point was out second round. He was out the third round. He got hurt, if everyone recalls, uh, in game six in the Toronto Tampa Bay Series. That is Tampa Bay's quote-unquote second-line center. He's been their go-to in the playoffs for the last couple seasons. He is a huge X-factor in the Stanley Cup Finals, and I'm sure other media quotes have said the same thing. The former third-round 79th overall pick in the 2014 draft, 26-year-old from Calgary, may I add, the Canadian himself. He's been taking regular rushes at practice, and he aims to return tomorrow. But the status is still unknown. But when I see unknown, I have a feeling that that means – that they don't want to release any information. So Braden Point will likely be back in the lineup. Game one, at most, 2 You're going to see him this series. You are going to see Braden Point this series. Let's go to the other side. Nazem Kadri, former Maple Leaf. Will he be playing in game one of the Stanley Cup Finals? In terms of media day, which is from Colorado Hockey Now, I'm taking this on Avalanche Media Day. That's Right now, it's 1044 in the p.m. on June the 14th. For this recording, Kadri is doubtful for Game One. Now that means, okay, likely that Kadri will not play Game One. Where Point is more likely. Also, Cogliano may be absent for Game One. Kadri Cogliano could play in the Stanley Cup Final, but it's not as for sure as Braden Point. If Colorado does not get Nazem Kadri back and Braden point plays again, going to my instinct makes my instinct feel even worse about who's going to come on top. I said my prediction, I think who I think is going to win. And I said, I'm being honest. I truly am. I do think Colorado is going to win, but I just got that feeling. And that's all I mean by that. And with Braden point coming back in the lineup, that's massive. That is absolutely massive. And with all cadre playing. Oh, Colorado's gonna have to step up their game. Their depth is really gonna have to be uh, really shown. Uh, Newhook, I think, is gonna have to take his game to a new level. And the goaltending's really got to step up and defensively blocking shots. Kale McCarr is gonna have to be just an all-around pure Kale McCarr. But let me tell you, how exciting is it gonna be seeing Kale McCarr go down the wing on Headman or McKinnon or McKinnon battling Stamkos and all that? It's gonna be very exciting to watch. What's your predictions? Comment below. Let me know what you think. Do you understand what I mean by my instinct thing? I'm hoping I clear that up with everybody, okay, who I think is going to win, but mm, bad feeling. Now, I'm going to answer a question I got asked today on my Facebook page. Dave, reading a quote for quote, I won't say the individual's name because I didn't ask their permission to. Quote, unquote, Dave, do you think Toronto would have made the Stanley Cup Finals for real? Now, this person did listen to the recent 1400 AM edition and heard my comment on there. I said, should have been Toronto, Scotty. I'm going to say it. I should have been Toronto. That's my exact quote. Do I think it would have been Toronto? I don't know. I really, I really don't know. I think that if they would have gotten past Florida, Toronto, if they didn't make it in the second round, then yes, it would 100% be Florida, uh, Toronto right now. But if you want to look at the statistics, I'm going to back up my statistic for a second. As everybody knows, I like to back up with media. Three of the last four years, the team that's beaten Toronto in the first round has made the Stanley Cup finals. What does that tell you? Is it Toronto? Is it the team? Luck of the draw? doesn't matter. doesn't matter if I think Toronto is going to make it. So to answer this question, I answered this individual. And I told them that, yes, I do think that they do, but it doesn't matter. That was my exact answer. And the reason why I say it doesn't matter is because Toronto isn't there. They didn't do it. Doesn't matter. And how do I know that the future that Toronto would have beaten Florida would have beaten the Rangers? Who knows? It would have. It would be a complete different alternate universe for you MCU fans out there, much like myself. Different universe, different time. Only somebody else knows an answer from a different multiverse. Okay, we're not in that multiverse. We're in this one. And Tampa is going for the third Stanley Cup, and I'm hoping that Colorado pulls off the a little bit. I, people may disagree in terms of who's the favorite. It's really torn. I do think Tampa Bay is the favorite, and they should be. But I'm hoping in game seven that it's Landis Cog lifting that Stanley Cup. The Colorado Avalanche, Tampa Bay Lightning get underway again tomorrow. That is June the 5th. 18th, 8 p.m., game two Saturday, game three Monday. Every second day, basically, from there on out, you catch the drift. They do two in Colorado, two in Tampa, then alternate. You can check out the games on CBC. Yes, CBC, could send me the check. But either way, who else would not watch Stanley Cup Finals on CBC? That's just absolutely legendary. Sitting at home, watching Hockey Night in Canada. And I guess there's, not any, there's no Canadian teams in this, but it's still going to be Hockey Night in Canada every night watching CBC in the Stanley Cup Final. That is surely going to be an exciting one. If it doesn't go more than six games, I will be shocked. I will be absolutely shocked. This is going to be a beauty to watch. So make sure you're not missing any of the action in the Stanley Cup finals. Lots is going to happen in this series, but the X factor in this series, brain point, Nazem Kadri. I'm not going Vasilevsky. I didn't say it. I'm not saying Frank, who's or Kemper. not going that way. Not going the obvious way. I guess Brain Point and Kadri could be, but the reason why I call them X-Factors is if they can return and be effective and be healthy. And let's be honest, I think Brain Point's a little bit more healthy than Nazem Kadri would be. Corey Perry makes the Stanley like a final third straight year. He hasn't won it in the last couple of years. He joined. He can't beat him, join him. He did that, and he has a chance to win. And Patrick Maroon. Stanley Cup champion, St. Louis. Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay. Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay again. He is going for his fourth straight Stanley Cup, and he's in his fourth straight Stanley Cup final. The guy just must be love and life. Fourth liner on Tampa Bay, big part of that team, has a chance to get his fourth ring. God, that's so cool to see. There's been a lot of big performances, but I want to know who you think is going to have the biggest performance going in the Stanley Cup final. Let me know either team. You want me to pick performance? I will pick performance. I think the biggest performance from the Colorado Avalanche will be Mikko Rantanen. I think is going to really step up in this series. Uh, obvious pick, but I think he's just going to uh, really step up and score goals and really be shoot the puck from anywhere, and that may work on Vasilevsky, especially when he's screened. That's a way that you can beat Vasilevsky. Look at Toronto's goals, the Rangers' goals, Florida's goals. Yes, it's a very obvious point. The goalie can't say they won't stop it, but let's, let's just say it right now. is a little bit weak on those screens. And I think McKinnon's going to take, or McKinnon, yes, him too. But Miko Randon is going to take those shots from the corners. They're going to have those bounces. They're going to get traffic to the net. May cause him to get an assist. Uh, uh, may cause it to go in. Miko Randon is my guy for the Colorado Avalanche. The Tampa Bay Lightning, if I'm going to choose, and this was a very difficult one, to be honest with you. Uh, but I'm going to go a little bit of a, of a route here that may be obvious from the Toronto series. Nick Paul. I think Nick Paul is going to be an X factor in the series. He's going to be seen the most of the third line. He's going to be seen some of the top line in Colorado, uh, but the penalty kill they've been, a, he's been aggressive. He steps up in the big games. Uh, you put him in game five, six and seven with the Tampa Bay are down or in a game. Uh, I, in that beginning of that third period, he's going to go balls to the wall for you. I think Nick Paul is going to be that unsung hero for the Tampa Bay lightning. If they are to go all the way. Colorado, though, in seven, my prediction. I'm not listening to my instinct on that one. David McKay bring your top shelf, episode 13, season two. Now, I've talked about the Stanley Cup Finals into as much detail as I can. I went into comparisons. I went into predictions. I went into some little news and some stories about Patrick Maroon, Corey Perry, players that I think are really going to step up I won't go too much further. I'm going to keep this edition short and sweet as best as possible. Unlike our, most of our top shelf editions. but I'd be curious to know everybody else's prediction. So please don't hesitate to uh, reach out to yours truly or to anyone on the game sports show. You can check us out on social media or that's through Facebook and Instagram. You can also message me personally. If you want to, let's talk about it. I love chatting in Stanley cup finals. It's going to be an absolute beauty of a final. That's the fifth time. I think I have said that. Now, getting to news about the National Hockey League quickly before I get into my teaser local TGM local kind of point before we conclude the show. Yes, we're getting ready to conclude already. Uh, Bruce Cassidy has been hired as a Golden Knights coach, as you would have maybe saw on the Game Sports Instagram page. It's not something that I predicted. There's still a lot of coaches available out there. Barry Trotz. (laughs) Barry Trotz got offered free beer for a lifetime at a Jets brewery. Okay. Listen, you get whatever you can to get Barry Trotz in there. uh, But it's going to be interesting to see if Barry would go that route. I feel like Barry might want a team that's that ready to go and win now. And I think Winnipeg is there, but I think they're gonna have to do some changes uh, this year that might not be a fit for Barry Trotz. So overall would be great to see. Uh, but I feel like DeBoer would be the right fit in Winnipeg. Winnipeg Jets fans may not like me saying that, but DeBoer's friends with Maurice, just so everyone knows, probably talk highly about them, probably would like to be there. He'd be in a Canadian market. It'd be a good opportunity for Pete DeBoer. They might want to spin him, but Cassidy is who I'm talking about. Uh, Bruce Cassidy gets uh, hired uh, that for uh, by the Vegas Golden Knights. He got relieved by the Bruins on June 6th, found a job quite quickly, Okay. Uh, so listen, the, the Bruce, the Cassidy signing for the golden Knights is going to bring a new element to their coaching um, perspective on how they do their games. I think it's really going to fit with the hard nosed type of golden Knights type game. I think Cassidy, he comes from a tough Bruin back on a team that is not like Vegas in any way. I don't mean that way. Boston's better than Vegas, but Vegas has the talent to be one of the top teams in the league, and I think Cassie is going to be a great fit for there. Uh, more coaches, as I mentioned, are available. It's going to be interesting to see how the coaching works out as we approach the offseason. Now, uh, Miko Koskinen leaves the Oilers to go in Europe, and let me tell you, a lot of Oilers fans are very relieved about that. It is going to be interesting to see what they do in goal. And speaking of that, John Gibson has stated to the Anaheim Ducks organization that he is open for a trade. Now, Oilers fans and Leaf fans are like, Oh my god, Leafs and Oilers have entered the chat. Okay. There's a sale, there's a salary cap, people. Okay? Both teams, Edmonton Toronto are tied against the cap. Edmonton might have a bit more flexibility to make some moves and do things, but not as much as everyone thinks. Toronto, they they said they're not going to make drastic moves. Bullshit. It's going to be interesting, but is Gibson an upgrade over Jack Campbell? To be honest, people may disagree with me, but Yes, he is. 100% he is. Some analysts on the show say that he's not by the way Jack has played. My question is, do you pay Jack Campbell five, five and a half million dollars for someone who hasn't been able to play a full season as a starter? That's my only thing. John Gibson was drafted and came up in this league as a top tier prospect. He's been on a team that's been struggling. You put him in a Toronto market where he can be the center of attention different goalie coach, different atmosphere, a team that's ready to win. And you improve that decor. Be very impressive. John Gibson would be my guy. If I'm Kyle Dubas, I am picking up the phone and I am making that trade. And if I can even sweeten the pot a little bit to make the ducks eat up $1.5 million of that to bring them down to five. So you can ease up some room. That'd be great. Unlikely, but it's a long as it's not a steep offer. The Oilers too. If I'm Holland, I'm picking up the phone. You know, Mike Smith, if you didn't have Mike Smith in that, if you had Maybe if you, had, if you had Jack Campbell, if, uh, if you had Frank Coos, for goodness sake, then maybe the Edmonton Oilers would actually have made it a little bit more of a series in the conference finals and maybe would have made the Stanley Cup finals. They are a goaltender away and a little bit of an upgrade on the decor away to making a Stanley Cup final. So if I'm Ken Holland, I am looking at making that call. But there's goaltenders available in this year's free agency. so? okay, you can maybe bring in. Darcy Kemper, if he does really hit the market, Mark Andre Flory is a veteran, but do the Oilers actually want to go that route, or teams for that matter that are looking for a number one? Mark Andre Flurry, I've said this, I think he's going back to Pittsburgh. Uh, but if you're a goal, t- if you're a team that's looking for a tandem, maybe Mark Andre Flurry is your guy, especially if you come in at a at a decent rate. Uh, but I just can't see him either not going back to Minnesota or uh, just going back to Pittsburgh. to seem so fitting. But I'm talking John Gibson here. John Gibson is. Available for trade. There's goaltending that's going to be moved. If I had to predict somewhere that he's going to go, I am going to state the obvious. I do think it is Toronto. I do think Dubas is going to make a move and you're going to see a move for a first round pick. You're going to see Nick Robertson. Uh, you're going to have to throw in Morazic in that deal if the Ducks are willing to take it uh, because the Ducks do have Dostal, they have Stolarz, they will need a goalie. They're still rebuilding. Why not let Morazic have a change of scenery with Anaheim? That might work out for him. Uh, so I think Morazic can be thrown into that deal. And then you also throw in a second round pick. Uh, that would maybe be a conditional first if Toronto makes the Stanley Cup finals. Now that would make it two first round picks, which is extremely steep. But if you do that trade, you might be able to bring in somebody like Brandon Tracy. Maybe you can pry a little young prospect from there. That's mid level to bring in to be on your bottom six. That would be a, perfect fit with along with eating uh maybe a million million and a half of his contract if i'm the Leafs, that's where i think gibson's going heck for you oiler fans a scenario trade for you is very similar prospect first conditional second uh, and maybe uh, a goaltending prospect uh, like rodrigue uh, maybe you would look at trading local skinner uh, maybe you would have to do that because you bring in gibson skinner's not going to be your guy so you're going to have likely Gibson and Smith as your guys. So that if you're looking at the Edmonton Oilers, that's the steps that you're looking at going to, to bring in Gibson. It's definitely a pick, conditional pick, and a prospect. John Gibson's available. The, the, the overall offseason is going to be exciting through and through. There, The Buffalo Sabres, as per NHL.com, do have a lot of options with first-round picks in the draft. The, listen, the Buffalo Sabres are one day going to be a team to be reckoned with soon. Okay. How can you keep messing this up going forward? They're going to fix it. The Detroit Red Wings will not make the playoffs next year or the year after, but three years from now, the Red Wings will be a force getting into that playoffs. It'll be a third place finish. They'll make a little bit of a push in that first, maybe second round. Give it that fourth and fifth year. Mm, It's going to be time in Motown, baby. Okay. So if you're Toronto, if you're the Florida Panthers, You better get on the accelerator and try to win, because let me tell you, the Ottawa Senators, the Buffalo Sabres, and the Detroit Red Wings are coming up the ranks, and it's going to come very quick. Brock Besser is uh, set to become a restricted free agent. I can't see him leaving the Vancouver Canucks unless they want to trade him in the draft for another first-round pick if they want to give up the money to keep him, but I think Colorado would be a fool uh, to not resign him and you can ask you can ask friend of the friend of the show bruce Brujo i'm sure that he would agree with you i don't have any comment from him mind you but i'm sure he will agree with you that you got to bring in a special talent like that back he's been a part of that team he's been drafted by that team canuck should do anything that they can to bring him back so I want to get into some points outside the Stanley Cup finals, goaltending coaching moves that are going on. That's going to be exciting to see where all the coaches end up, especially sue native Paul Maurice. I said, red wings for Paul Maurice. I can, it just makes sense. It just makes sense. And also I wanted to give a little bit of love to the uh, Buffalo Sabres and to some lower seller teams right now, the senators wings and Sabres in the Atlantic, because they're going to be a force soon all those teams. It's going to be, it's already one of the toughest, if not the toughest division in hockey. It's going to be that way for a long, long time. Okay. I'm telling you right now. Dave McCaig, this is the Gaines Sports Show Top Self Edition. Getting to the conclusion of this, I said I had a little teaser for a T-GEM local side. And let me tell you what that is. Now, the 2022 2023 OHL opening week, the OHL Hound Power Instagram, the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds stated that their home opener is Friday, September 30th at 7 7 and they play against the North Bay Battalion. Now, hey, it's June. I don't want to fast forward to September, but time's going to come quick. Local hockey is going to be coming quick. In your local community outside the Sioux, hockey is going to be quick. Get your kids signed up for camp. Get your team – get your kids out there for trials, Get your name out there. But get it locked on your calendar that – the upcoming season is also coming. And heck, if you're a Toronto fan, maybe it's good to look forward to another season. But we still have the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. we got the offseason. That's going to show a lot of changes. It's going to be exciting. A lot of good hockey will not stop, especially this year. I feel like it's going to be a busy summer going into the next season. And speaking of this local love, the Greyhounds anticipating a very exciting year again for the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds of the Ontario Hockey League. Fun fact of the day, LeBron James touched the Stanley Cup. He looked at the cup, he admired it, said it was beautiful. I'm sure he's biased and thinks the NBA championship is prettier. Bullshit. The Stanley Cup is definitely the most beautiful trophy in sports. Just saying it. Definitely is. This has been David McKeg Again, Top Shelf, Season 2, Episode 13. Hopefully you enjoyed joining me and listening to me absolutely ramble on about all over the place, but the Stanley Cup Finals, any NHL notes. Listen, I'm just sitting here having a good time, talking to you, enjoying a nice drink. And it's been great talking with Top Shelf. We will have an episode 14 after the Stanley Cup Finals, and we plan to have an episode or two as the off season does continue. Uh, but I will remind listeners that at the end of July... That will be our summer vacation, quote unquote. So we won't have a top shelf from the end of July until uh, the around mid-September. So it'll be about a month or so off from talking hockey. So we only got a couple episodes left. So make sure you don't miss any of the episodes that are upcoming for Top Shelf or with the Game Sports show. And speaking of that, we have an upcoming strike zone edition. Yours truly and Connor Henderson will have an upload Thursday. We'll come into Friday. And also going into this weekend, that's being on Friday. We will have a special edition upload and who will it be? Justin Pogi. I said, I was going to wait to say it. I did say on the 1400 AM edition that if you're going to tune in, you have to listen to top shelf. Maybe I'll give you more information. Well, guess what? Here it is. Justin Pogi will be the special edition upload coming up on the game sports show and the T network, T network, YouTube channel. Make sure you hit subscribe to make sure you don't miss any of that content, but the game sports show. We'll have it on there. We'll have it available in audio for you and in video. It was recorded last year in 2021. I'm going to flat out say it. It's a little bit of an older recording, but still relevant content. Let me tell you, it's all about Justin Pogge's life. And yes, he does talk about Toronto in there and what happened in Toronto. Boy, you don't want to miss that, especially for you hockey fans and overall Leaf fans. I want to say congratulations to Justin Heichel. It was posted on our on our Instagram page that he is expecting with his uh, partner, Tiana. And we did talk about it on the last edition briefly, but I want to give him another shout out, saying congratulations again uh, for expecting a child. That's always uh, very exciting. And make sure you hit like, follow, and subscribe on the Game sports Show on Instagram and Facebook. This has been Dan McKaig, Top Shelf. Let me remind you to keep a stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah.